0: you're listening to flux pod my name is matthew perpetua this episode features brian quimby of street fight one of my favorite internet radio shows podcasts you know the whole thing We'll, we'll actually talk a bit about street fight and the various street fight projects like in the actual conversation so stay tuned for that But, like, Brian is uh, someone who I've wanted to have on for a while. He is a uh, kind of a natural radio guy. I love listening to him. And it was very exciting to actually talk to him rather than just listen to him. uh, Have an actual conversation rather than a parasocial situation. Uh, But, yeah, this is going to be a good episode. Uh, Brian just came back from the gathering of the Juggalos. So we talked a bit about that at the top. But then we just kind of spiral out into a bunch of other stuff. Reminder that uh, the Flux Pod, Flux Blog Patreon exists. It is five dollars a month for an extra episode every week. We're going to start a new project this coming weekend. Uh, now, normally the the special episodes drop on Saturdays, but uh, just for scheduling reasons, it's going to be Sunday this week. But it's going to be the first part of a project uh, with me and Shanti Collins. It's going to be about Led Zeppelin. I think you're going to like it. And there's a, another one of those kind of uh, projects coming up after that. So it's going to be, I guess probably two in a row, maybe like one of those, you know, maybe a radio episode in between. But yeah, that stuff's coming up. Sorry, I've had to kind of tap dance a bit around scheduling lately, but I think we're kind of getting into a good new rhythm. But anyway, let's just get into it. This is Brian Quimby. Brian, can you tell the listeners who you are and what you do? I am Brian Quinby. I
1: host two podcasts. Well, I host a lot of podcasts. Uh, Street Fight Radio is my main gig. And then I do a show called The Podcast, Cast, which is a podcast about new metal with a buddy of mine named John Colin, And uh, I also do... Do mini series on the Street Fight Patreon of different subjects every, you know, six, seven weeks. I I do a different sort of deep dive. That was my Uh,
0: path into the show.
1: Oh, really? Which one did I do?
0: uh, The one that got me was the uh, uh, Shocktober, the original Ah, Shocktober. That gets a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Because I definitely heard a lot of that stuff growing up. And like, there's, I mean, there's some of them, like, I, I knew by reputation like like mancow, i was aware of but i've you know would never have the access to man cow. um but yeah that was my path in like as the, you did like the i guess like chapo may have put it out over the feed with you and felix doing one of them i was like oh i need to hear all of this now yeah me and felix
1: in. me and felix did the first season me and chris did the second season and i i would say i'm 95 percent sure that the third season will be me felix and chris oh my god so be a big uh, uh three man booth there talking about some shock jocks this year.
0: Yeah. And you're just back from the gathering of the juggalos, right? The, the, I did I, yesterday, I, right? Uh it ended on Saturday. Uh
1: Saturday night. I got home at like two o'clock in the morning, Saturday. From I I went home every night. I, I don't camp. But yeah, I just got back from the gathering of the juggalos.
0: Is it still in that town cave in rock? No, no. It, it's like it's, the coolest name for a town. <laughs> no, nah, it's 40 minutes away
1: from uh, Columbus in a place called Legend Valley that is like a, 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 the oldest one of the oldest outdoor venues here. It's it's a cool place. I actually had never been there until this weekend.
0: And yeah, I, I was kind of thrown by this being your first gathering, despite being a fan for a very long time just i mean when i was the biggest icp fan, like at the height
1: of of you know sort of my fandom i i really didn't have 200 bucks
0: mm. to
1: buy tickets to go so I was, I was like broke and then once i started making enough money to go to the gathering i was kind of not really into icp at that time and then i kind of got back into it a little bit because uh, a fan of street fight um was was a uh, uh, a roadie for one of the bands that opened for them and guest listed me and Brett to a couple shows and i just remembered how much i loved them and uh we went to the march the the juggalo march on washington and uh that's what got me back into it and now i kind of i have the money to be able to do it. So I, I, we went this year, actually, I didn't even pay for it. The business did, but yeah, (laughs) Uh, it was basically the street fight company picnic. Uh, uh, Most of the people that work in the organization uh, went to the gathering this year.
0: So what was it like? Is there a lot of like new younger fans or or is it kind of like leveling off around people around our age?
1: No, I mean, it's every generation. That's the thing that, impresses me so much about those guys is that like, it's just, I mean, somebody asked me what the average age was and it's like, it goes across every age group. There are, you know, 10 year olds, teenagers, 20 year olds, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old people there that it just, it spans, you know, there are families I mean, I was there with my older brother, uh, Jason and both of his sons were there too, uh, uh, separately from him. And, uh, you know, this is just like a deep, deep lineage, you know, there's a lot of juggalo families out there and, and, uh, you know, th- that shit is really impressive to me. I mean, the, the, the whole festival was I mean, it's the best festival I've ever been to. I don't. I don't think I've ever been to a festival
0: that was more fun than that one. It sounds kind of similar to like jam band stuff, where there's kind of just generations of audience, and it's kind of a an entirely immersive cultural thing. I asked about the age thing because there's, there are a lot of things that can be like, like somehow, like an artist has stopped getting new fans at at some point. And it can always be unclear, like who gets that and who doesn't. I think it's
1: I, I mean, the thing about ICP to me that is so strange, not strange, but like I was, you know, I, I kind of was talking about it over the weekend that like, you know, the Rolling Stones have been coming out with albums since the 70s. Uh, Since before the 70s, but I mean, since they're like when they were good, like exile on Main Street and stuff like that, like they've been but nobody cares about that shit. They just want to hear the old stuff with ICP that they're still buying the records. It's (laughs) it's crazy that like the people in the audience still love even the new shit like they don't give up on them. And and I think that like any artist who wouldn't want to have five figures of people that will, will follow you that are die hard. Uh, uh, that, I mean, that's all anybody wants. I think that's, that's sort of the best, that's the best way to live. I think in my opinion, I, you know, they, they have a reliable, uh, uh, probably, you know, 50,000 people that'll show up to everything they fucking do that'll that'll fly to stuff and that'll buy everything that they sell and they super serve those people and uh uh, I think they do a really good job of it I'm I'm super impressed by
0: them I I would love to have what they have it sounds like you do in kind of miniature
1: I do in a a way but like to have that kind of cult
0: audience who's like there for you
1: yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, we do have, like, a smaller version of of what they have. But, like, seeing, I, I guess, like, seeing them and their fans all together in that way over the weekend was kind of like, wow, this is, I mean, this is, like, a real thing. Uh, uh, these people really, like, love each other, and they're having a good time. And I didn't see any fights there. I didn't see anything uh untoward. I mean people were fucking, you know like actually fucking and naked and like doing all kinds of drugs and and shooting fireworks off at each other and stuff like that. but like nobody was fighting. Uh, everybody seemed to get along and everybody was very nice at it. So I I don't know I, I think there's a lot there that that like I do believe that other artists, uh, uh, respect ICP. I just don't, I, I I think it's really like the sort of critic in, intelligentsia that doesn't really respect ICP. I guess if that makes sense.
0: I think like one of the biggest reasons for that, and I think this kind of goes for a lot of different things, not just them, is that a lot of music critic culture really is guided by PR in a way that I don't think is transparent to everyone else at all like there's just very powerful PR companies that really like cater towards you know currying favor with particular types of writers so if if you're a pitchfork type writer or like a blog type writer like there's just a whole wave upon wave of artists who are thrown at you to the point where you can just kind of get you know kind of ground down and that's the only thing you see. So if like they're not throwing insane clown posse at you and you only know insane clown posse is sort of a joke that's kind of outside of your cultural purview then that's what they are And right. I think It took a right. long time for ICP to even be understood anything other than like oh man you know how there's like there's this weird clown rap group. That's weird right.
1: Yeah and certainly and
0: anything I knew about them until probably the mid aughts
1: It's pretty, I mean, it's a cool DIY story, too. I mean, they had help from some major labels, but, like, those guys didn't come from money. They didn't come from, you know, they had to sell a lot of records before they got signed to Jive. And then they had to sell a lot of records before they got signed to Hollywood, which is you know, probably where they blew up when they pulled their album and then it got re-released on Island. Like that's where it like really all happened where, where they really blew up. But like, you know, I, I listened to violent J's audio book and he talked about the amount of albums they were just selling out of the trunk of their car before they could even get a record contract. And like, you know, you read like some of the, some of the weirder critiques of them where it's like, oh, it's all like a gimmick. They have clown makeup and it's a carnival and, and all this. And it's like, I mean, that's not like well-worn territory or anything. They like came up with this story and this lore. It's kind of cool that like that's a creative thing to do too. <laughs>
0: um, uh, you know, I guess it's also kind of like the, there's kind of a connection to Kiss too, sort of.
1: Right, right. But Kiss, I think, to me, the difference being that, like, I I kind of don't get the impression that Kiss gives too much of a shit about their fans, and
0: I also... I think they think, do in the sense that they look at them as, like, how much money can we get from yeah. these fans? It's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. ruthless.
1: Yeah, and I also, I don't know that... I guess they do super serve their fans, but, like... I don't know, in a, in what appears to me to be a more cynical way than the way that, that the ICP guys do. I mean, they really are accessible to their fans. I mean, the end of the gathering, they just let everybody get on stage with them and sing the final song. I mean, that's, that's fucking crazy. You, you just... I mean, a lot of... Sh- I've been to, like, maybe... I've been to a million concerts and I've only been to like two or three where people were allowed on stage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is what the, the 20 something uh, gathering they've had at least 20, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think it started in like 2000.
1: I, cause I remember I really wanted to go to the first one and uh, uh, I couldn't, I just didn't have the money to get there. And uh, uh, this was just the year it all kind of fell into place and uh, I was just like, I, we just gotta do it. We gotta go. and And you know, everybody that went had a, like an incredible time. It was was something. It was really cool. I was really impressed with them uh, over the weekend, over their event. it's 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 like the wild West out there. I mean, it is not a well-run festival, but everybody is happy in the end. So you say this as a man who is who was at Woodstock '99 as well. I, I was. I was at Woodstock '99. <laughs> it's better run than Woodstock '99. I, uh, I, I a low bar to clear. Yes, yes, it's better run than Woodstock '99. I mean, there's places to get water and you can go to the bathroom at the gathering of the juggalos. But like, uh, uh, I do remember. At Woodstock 99 on day two, I was like, I want to go home. I hate this. And uh, I made it to day three before I said, let's just go home. Did you it duck was, out early? I left day three. Yeah. Before the riots and shit like that. As most people did. Actually, there weren't that many people there when the riot happened.
0: <laughs> that was <like laughs> but, uh, chili peppers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were no bands on day three I wanted to see. Not a single band. There was no way I was gonna stick around. I was there to see like corn and limp biscuit and ICP. And uh once I saw that once I saw Limp Biscuit, I I was basically like, this thing's I mean, the festival stunk, really. If we're being totally honest, it's like uh uh it was hot as hell, uh, no shade, you're camping, and uh it smelled really bad. So I was just like. Let's this this thing sucks. Once we see what we want to see, let's get the fuck out of here. Was that your first festival experience? It was. It was. I mean, there weren't well, too, too many been like festivals. 18 or 19, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh 99, I would have been 19 or 20, yeah. yeah I, think, I
0: think we are pretty right. much exactly the same age.
1: Yeah. They wouldn't I mean there weren't really a lot of festivals before Woodstock 99. It was like Woodstock and
0: Altamont. And a
1: few, I well, think there's there a lot of tour
0: and things like yeah. that. There was kind of those touring festivals or like uh what was Yeah, it, there though? weren't like 3-day
1: Festival. I might I actually did go to Ozfest '97, if that counts as a festival. I went to I all the Ozfests up until like 2005 or something like that. And I, mean, I did go to a, of a Woodstock. Ozfest
0: yeah. like kind of gives lie to people like, oh my God, all this new metal there made everyone go crazy. It's like, well, we had all these other shows.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Ozfests. I went to, well, there was a riot at one of the Ozfests I went to too. Um, and I did go to a Lollapalooza that Korn and Snoop Dogg and the Prodigy played at.
0: I oh, remember. God. That's like the last one they did before they eventually turned into what it is now. That's like that's year they're like, you know, like uh, I guess it's Electronica now. Yeah. Yeah. I went after to the that. Metallica Soundgarden year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe so. I went to that. And uh, uh, so I've, I've been to I had been to a few like day long festivals, but no camping festivals which i will never do again anyway there's there's no possible way i'll ever camp at a concert
0: it's just that is not the life for me i'm not sure if i could be convinced to camp just generally no i have I a lot of camp. friends who are like really into that stuff but i think that's kind of like where my limit is
1: yeah yeah i don't camp at all i haven't been camping i the, i i and i fuck, i haven't been camping as an adult that's for sure so, like yeah, I'm just not a camping person. I want to be able to leave the concert. Like I went to Austin City Limits 2019 and stayed in a hotel and that was fine. I enjoyed that because I didn't have I I don't think you can camp at ACL, but yeah. That one that was a fun festival, but like I just I'm not a sleeping
0: outside guy. <laughs> W- one more question about this before we can just kind of like move away from it is, is like at the uh, the gathering this weekend. Like what was the the vibe with like covid? I mean, people I, it was outside.
1: So that's one thing is like I they didn't check for anything. They didn't ask for. I mean, they didn't check literally anything. There was a woman walking around with an axe <laughs> at the thing like the, they didn't check any they weren't going to check vaccine cards but like people were pretty I mean they weren't it was outdoors all of it and it did seem like people were kind of staying a little further away from each other than maybe they normally would have but you know, you, you you take a risk when you do something like this. I, I, I took a calculated risk where I'm like, well, it's outside
0: and I'm vaccinated. So I, I'm not that worried about it. Was this the first show you've seen like since all of this?
1: Yep. Yeah, this was the first concert. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't been to much. I haven't done much since all this. I, it's so hard for me to uh, get back in the swing of doing
0: things. For yeah some I, i've kind of like backed away from certain things like i mean there's a couple of shows like recently that i guess i could have gone to if i did not i like think the, yeah, the, the first show i'm going back to for sure is uh sleigh bells is coming uh early i guess a couple weeks from now so i'm gonna go see that one. Oh, oh i'd like to see them yeah oh, you absolutely was... should yeah. uh, um they have, they have a new record coming out that's that's incredible oh i'll have to check it out
1: i i just uh, i don't know i mean i'm doing my own live show on thursday i got like three or four shows lined up that we're gonna do but then yeah we backed off again too uh you know we're gonna
0: play out our commitments and then see where we're at when we get to the other side of it yeah it, uh, it feels like it seems like it's all very geographic now where there's like certain places where you're like well i'm not going there but I feel yeah. like New York city is probably pretty chill. Like the, the rate of vaccination in New York city is very good, you know, come through for that. But I think there's other places where it's like, I don't know. It seems dodgy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying not. I'm like, my, my thing has been like, once I was vaccinated, I'm just kind of like, if it's not going to kill me, I'm not going to stress about it. Yeah, I was, were I wasn't thinking like, Oh, I don't ever want to get sick. I was thinking, I don't want to get COVID and die. If if it's a reasonable chance that even if I get it, I won't
0: die, I'm not going to stress about it. <laughs> right. I think that's basically where I am too. Where I'm not. Like, I don't worry about it all the time. You just try to be like you. You try to like obey like the basic rules of society. Yes. Uh, yeah. Out, out of uh, largely out of deference to other people. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wear the mask. I, I I, mean, I wear the mask because I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, make people feel uncom- uncomfortable and stuff like that. But like, I'm not as worried about it. I think as a lot of other people, like I, I just, I think, I think when I, when I looked at this from the beginning, I kind of was like, I know, I, I mean, if I get this, I get it, you know, as long as I live through it, I don't I don't want to be put on a uh, ventilator that that was basically my goal. It wasn't like I don't ever want to
0: get sick again or anything right. like that. Like, unrealistic. Okay, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think and right now, like, the my... idea of like maybe you get a breakthrough case and like then you just you're just sick for a few days. I mean, I personally have not been sick in any like real meaningful way for probably like, three years. I feel like I'm due for it, if anything.
1: Yeah, and and you know, also my daughter is 16 so she's vaccinated and so's my wife. So it's not something like where I'm going to be bringing it home to them either in any real scary way. So I I just I've, I've just been like perfectly fine, you know. <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to be responsible but like yeah, I uh uh I didn't really worry about it this week. And also again i don't worry that much about outdoor stuff i i just don't know that i i worry that much about an outdoor festival uh uh, as much as i would about like a sold out indoor arena event or something i might be a little worried about that
0: (laughs) so you've said on your show a few times in the recent past that no one ever asks you to talk about cool music so
1: oh they just don't ask me to talk about uh, like, they, there's a very specific sort of thing that people want me to talk about.
0: <laughs> right, and I feel like just now, we've kind of, like, crossed a few of those things off the list, and <laughs> I think now is the opportunity for you to talk about cool music.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it's, I, you know, I I have, like, a kind of specific type of stuff that I like that's outside of kind of what I post about and stuff like that. Like, I am a big i i really 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 like like garage rock like i'd like like i love question mark and the mysterians i like those nuggets compilations i was a big fan of king khan and uh mark salton and like uh i like the black lips even though you know problematic yeah. stuff and they also don't like us uh <laughs> did
0: did you do something to cross them or what happened
1: there one of them came to one of our live shows and left early because we're not uh uh, balanced
0: Mm.
2: so
1: but you know i i like that kind of music like i love that shit i like i like 70s rolling stones i like i i mean there's so much other stuff that like when left to my own devices i do not turn corn
0: on is what i was meaning (laughs) Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things where if you've listened to it a lot, especially since you were a teenager, it can sometimes like not totally feel like music. It just sounds like, you know, like a comforting thing or like a I don't know.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, I do. That's kind of like why porn. I like there's a lot
0: of especially like a lot of the, the stuff that I've loved a long time. I try to keep it out of rotation for extended periods
1: yeah i do like corn i that is not like a bullshit thing with me like i i I like corn i think they are good (laughs) like the deftones and i like limp biscuit like those are all bands that i enjoy they're just not in you know kind of my my it's not what i choose to listen to now were Uh, you, were uh, you much of a grunge guy no, Uh for a period of time, I liked like Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam. Uh, I didn't even know about Nirvana until Kurt Cobain died. Uh, I got into him after right after he died because everybody treated it like such a big deal when he died that I was like, oh, what's this? And I checked it out. And that's like kind of what got me into rock music anyway, like that. And one of my friends discovering the doors was like, oh oh, I like the Doors, so I got way into them, and that's kind of what headed me in that direction, was, like, I did get into some, like, really mainstream type grunge shit, but, like, it didn't feel heavy enough to me, and that's, like, when I found Corn, and that's when I got, I I got way into new Metal, was, like, before, because I was way into rap when I was, like, from probably the fifth grade to the ninth grade like i didn't listen to anything but like hip-hop were you looking like a like public uh, enemy uh no like bone thugs and harmony uh dr dre snoop dog uh the ghetto
0: boys oh wait now i'm confused because like, like the I'm thinking the timeline i have like 80 the I guess, I guess like uh like the dr dre record came out like 92
1: 92. I was a huge fan yeah. of that album, though.
0: I super loved that. It might have. I don't know what
1: grade I was in, but when The Chronic came out, I was very much into it. 92 would have been.
0: Yeah, it's like know, at the end of
1: 92. Sixth or seventh grade, probably. Uh, but that's when I got really into music. Like when I was younger, I was into like Motley Crue, like real young I was into like hair metal and stuff. Cause I had an aunt that was into hair metal. So I was like kind of trying to impress her. <laughs> uh, cause she
0: was We're all trying to impress our aunt, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I was into like Motley Crue and ACDC and guns and roses and stuff. And then I met a guy that I was also a buddy of mine at the time that I was trying to impress and he liked rap music. So I just was kind of into what he was into. Uh, I don't really think I found what I liked until I got a, uh, uh, I got into like corn and stuff like that and was like oh I like this and even then I mean I was way into that stuff for that period and then I got kind of into the Deftones I got way into the Deftones like they were my favorite band in the world I loved the Deftones and uh, they turned me on to a lot of stuff that that's when I moved away from metal was like you know they they turned me on to Radiohead and they turned me on to Weezer and uh, I ended up finding them. And then I ended up finding
0: the Mars. So, so Volta. you weren't like ambiently aware of those bands because they had like like a bunch of hits at that point.
1: No, but I thought they were stupid. Okay, Like <laughs> when yeah, I was in high fun. school, like if somebody said, hey, I like Weezer, I would have made fun of them and been mean to them. Probably <laughs> same with Radiohead. I mean, I knew Creep, but like I never gave them a chance until right. I, I or heard for, like
0: fake plastic trees. Like, nope. Nope. Yeah, stuff. nope. No, thank you. Not going to do this.
1: It doesn't have a distorted guitar. Uh, I was very much like, if it's not heavy, it's not good. At, at that period of my life until the, the Deftones did White Pony. I think that was like really what changed. I mean, that's that, like a that's pretty heavy record still, though. Yeah, but it's not as heavy as the other stuff that I was into and it's got a lot of different sounds on it than most, uh, than, than a lot of the stuff that I was into. And it made me curious about where they heard those sounds, you know, like there's songs on that album, like teenager that I absolutely love. That is definitely not a metal song at all. It's, it's like some weird techno-y sort of thing and there's a few like really soft songs on that album that just like open my mind to hearing softer stuff and uh, that's what ended up happening but you know again then i got into like the mars volta and at the drive-in and stuff which i wouldn't say is
0: soft music no but also having that kind of like proggish element to it like prog and punk together at last
1: yes yeah for sure like that's that's uh uh i was way for weirdly into Prague for like just that that mars volta period i got way way into the mars volta i got you know and i had a like coheed
0: in cambria like a band like that i did i yeah. loved them
1: i loved them for a period i loved mastodon for a period who i think do some some progish type stuff i was you know i was really open to long songs and i have no idea what happened but i i don't i have no idea what happened but now i like two and a half minute songs like i just like (laughs) really short songs with hooks in them i think like as i got older i realized that like my favorite thing is a hook really like a, a good like pop rock song i guess like uh uh i don't know i got way into the cars after my daughter was born and and like really liked that and then uh uh I think that led me toward kind of checking out some of the garage stuff which ended up like ty siegel and stuff like that like that's grabbing me yeah he just grabbed me and goodbye bread is like the best album to listen to when you're high it is so good i love that album and melted i love that one too
0: What got you to the cars like what was it was there like a specific thing that kind of like sparked the interest you just heard like let's go Uh, randomly i had just
1: started thinking about like how i had never really checked out any classic rock i guess and uh i don't i didn't like led zeppelin and i didn't like uh uh you know i don't like a lot of that that Led Zeppelin crap and 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 Boston and stuff like that or Van Halen I don't I'm like not into that kind of stuff so I just kind of had thought that rock music before 1992 uh (laughs) was not for me and uh never gave any of it a chance and then when my daughter was born I kind of didn't have much time to do things for myself and was kind of you know, experimenting, listening to older music that I had never given a chance before. Uh, I got really, really into David Bowie and Lou Reed and the velvet underground. And, um, and then I got into the cars after that, like that was kind of my entry point into what you would call classic rock. Like I was just really into that that kind of sound t-rex type yeah. stuff like
0: i like that that kind of classic rock
1: i don't like the bloated 70s like journey and yeah stuff so like you're that. getting
0: like towards like the, the you're on like the uh, i guess the punked new wave spectrum of it
1: yeah yeah basically yeah yeah i i really like the dead boys i like the new york dolls i like like i like all of i love that stuff so fucking much i love the Ramones. Like. And and the Ramones is kind of one of those perfect bands that for me that like those songs just work for me because they are just it's yes that's it and that's that's the same with the New York Dolls It's like that kind of music just fucking whole thing is that's all I need that's all I want
0: in music is just a hook. (laughs) You get the Devo. I have not ever gotten into Devo. No. I, I was asking because uh a thinking of, well, the, the, the other thing with the cars is like, you know, you're, you're from Ohio. Those are Ohio guys. There's, I mean, there's a lot of great Ohio bands.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's it's a weird thing because like I know that like I'd never gone in that direction because I was not a fan when I listened to the talking heads. I w- like wasn't into that. And so I just I don't think I ever went in that Devo direction because I think I like kind of tie them together in a weird way.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like the mid You know, it's they're kind of the exact midpoint between Talking Heads and Ramones or uh, Talking Heads in the cars. Like they're kind of like in the middle of that spectrum because they still have that kind of like nerdy quality. The Talking Heads would have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, those car songs are great. I, I'm, I, I, I'm a huge fan. Of that stuff still I, I, I listen to it I mean when I buy vinyl Like that's the kind of shit That I own I mean I I don't buy a lot of vinyl But the stuff I have is like the stuff that I love the most So it's like uh, Sticky Fingers uh, uh, Born to Run uh, Dr. Dre the Chronic <laughs> I just have a lot of uh, uh disparate sounds that I really like and uh that's the only vinyl I buy my it's more f- the the record player is more for my wife and daughter
0: Wait so when you were like really the super in the heavy zone uh w- were you also into like Metallica and Slayer things like that or are you just kind of like jumping over that 80s period No I liked Pantera uh I didn't like Metallica and I didn't like Slayer much at all. Interesting. Do
1: you have any like feel feeling as to why that was? I think I just thought they were corny at the time. I I, I do think that like when I think about the difference between Pantera and and Slayer or uh, Metallica, it's that I like the groove a lot more than yeah. the speed. I don't care as much about how fast they can go. It doesn't. Appeal to me very much.
0: Yeah, in I, my mind, I would kind of like group Pantera a little closer to Ministry. Yeah, I, I mean, I
1: I have gone back. I like Master of Puppets now. I don't like Slayer. I, I've never
0: gotten into Slayer. I don't know why. Uh, just is a band that like. There's kind of like this weird, uh, not weird, but like there's kind of a, a real theatricality to Slayer. It kind of feels like I I don't know, I don't know how to put this now, but. I don't know. Maybe it's closer to classical music in some way, and maybe that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm just. It's something like you should be wearing a cape.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, and and the thing about Metallica again, it was the speed to those bands, and that stuff was just so not appealing to me. I I like I like speed if it is cool, but like Pantera is like I don't know. Those some of those songs are so fucking heavy, and like. Uh, uh, like they're dragging you down, you know. I was a big Pantera guy. I saw Pantera live in concert so many times.
0: Were you a Nine Inch Nails guy at all?
1: Yes, I really like Nine Inch Nails. From Pretty Hate Machine to About the Fragile, and oh, and, you know, and I also like With Teeth too. Actually, I saw them live on the With Teeth tour, and and that wasn't too bad either. Yeah, I was a Nine Inch Nails guy. Yeah, I mean, there's a big
0: gulf of time, but that's like the one after the Fragile
1: yeah yeah i liked uh uh uh, i mean it's weird i got into nine inch nails like in my 20s uh but when i was a teenager i thought nine inch nails was stupid and marilyn manson was good and i i used to think that like you were a marilyn manson person or you are nine inch nails person (laughs) which is crazy you could like both things but i just for some reason had that theory that I lived I, wait, my
0: life. You're on. not wrong, though, because I, I feel the same way as like, that. But I just went the reverse way. I got in on IH Nails probably by the time I was like 13 or 14. I was very loyal to that. But I remember this week there was this one kid I went to school with who was a Marilyn Manson guy, and I just got the worst vibe off it. And I was just <laughs> sort of like, oh, I don't know about this guy. This guy's scaring me. Man, I, I just
1: was the I loved uh, Antichrist Superstar, Hollywood, and Mechanical Animals so much. Mechanical Animals
0: is the one that got me. I love The Dope Show. It's very good. Yeah. It's, it, very it's now good. awkward to really love The Dope Show because Manson's really been revealed He's to a, just be worse than anyone even considered.
1: Piece of shit. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks because I really loved. Uh, those three albums it's so tough when when like i mean it's tougher for the victims obviously it's not tough for me i just won't listen to Marilyn manson anymore but i was like just a huge fucking fan of of that stuff uh and you know he's he's a sleazy piece of shit <laughs> I mean,
0: but but like never, you know i don't think he ever lied about who he was i think people
1: no. just, you know i don't either i read his book back in you know 99 2000 or maybe it was like 97 well, i read his book when it came out and i mean he's a piece of shit in a book i don't think he ever lied i think that like the world changed around him and i also think that like because he was that shock rocker guy that he thought the things that made him bad were charming and that worked for him for a while and then it stopped working for him
0: right it's kind of a gradual process Yes, there's a lot of things that I mean. You, you like for the listener, like uh, Brian's currently doing a thing as uh, one of the mini series about what they're calling the movie cinematic universe, so like scary movie, teen, not another teen movie, things like that. And there's just I think especially in the '80s, there's just so much that was just it's a, it's a really mean and gross era in retrospect, but it didn't. Almost none seem- of it would fly now
1: right and it didn't seem that way back then either like it felt i always say this i I always think of it like this like it felt like we were fucking living in the future it felt like we were living in a time that was like ultra politically correct but then you go back and you watch this stuff and it's like fuck this is like watching birth of a nation again <laughs> and this must be what it felt like to you know be one generation removed from birth of a nation and then watching it and being like oh man they were fucked up right because oh, those are some nasty movies these movies are very nasty what is the worst one you've seen of the series so far date movie but that's the first uh friedberg and seltzer one and uh, we watched that with Will Menaker, and the three of us, me, Will and Brett hated it uh, more than I mean, it's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. So <laughs> I'm excited to watch epic movie this week.
0: I do feel like that's probably one of the more. Uh, popular ones, one of the probably one of the more revered ones, I guess, as far as that goes. I mean, none of them are revered. Even <laughs> the
1: audience scores of them are really bad. I, is for is some there reason, a cult around it? I don't think so. No. And I also think that like I subject myself to a lot of crap. It's like kind of what I do uh, on our Patreon, so like I'm used to it, but this stuff I do not like. I this is a different kind of crap that I do not like at all. <laughs> Wait,
0: so what was the genesis of this idea?
1: Uh we just had kind of posted about it and I had never seen most of them. I never knew what any of them were. And I was like, "Well, how bad can it be?" And they're all pretty short, so uh, uh, I just did it. Like, I, I, uh, I just kind of decided, like, "Well, let's go ahead and watch it then." And uh, we watched it, and we did not enjoy. Like, we're just not enjoying it at all. It's so bad. Oh God. Yeah. I don't think, I don't yeah. think I've ever actually
0: seen any of those. Not even no. like just kind of in passing on TV. I saw scary movie
1: and not another teen movie back when they came out. But then when it got to date movie, I was like, I'm not into this date movie shit. Like I'm not into this movie, movie stuff. And then, you know, again, like part of, I think what people like about our Patreon is that like, I, I, I consume a lot of stuff that people would say is bad, or I put myself in an uncomfortable position and uh, then they get to listen to that. That's like kind of, I think, what the selling point
0: is. For right. That. For me, I think there's especially a thing like when you're doing like the uh, like the super pastors, things like that. It's kind of like, oh, I don't really feel like diving into this myself, but I do find it interesting. And it's nice to have someone kind of go into the field, come back, do a fee- basically like a, a book report on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it is, and I try to make it funny. I, I I like try to do a show as if I'm doing a show about this thing, like that, like as if like you know, I'll usually have a co-host, and we will we will talk about. You know, when it's the mega pastors, it's like, I'm not doing like a deep dive. I don't know everything about these people, but I'm doing it as if I'm doing a show about them and, uh, we talk about them and you kind of hear my take and whoever I have with me in the case of the, uh, uh, mega pastors, it's Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies. And, uh, you hear us navigate our way through those worlds. And, uh, I mean, I went to college for sociology it's just like so. you're basically doing that i'm into that's what i'm into that's like what i care about you know (laughs) it's like how people interact with the broader social space you know what i mean like how do groups of people form and uh how do they get into this stuff and, and like you know, going to school for that, especially at so late in life, cause I graduated in 2015. Um, it just, it really grabbed me and it's really what I care about and what I'm interested in and, and what makes us one big organism instead of like focusing on what one person does or like why one person does what they do. I I care like why groups of people decide to get together and do what they do. And uh, that's why I do these things. There is not a community around the movies cinematic universe at all. There is nothing there. I feel
0: like that's interesting in and of itself because so many things have fandoms now. that So when they don't have fandoms, it's conspicuous.
1: Yeah. But with shock jocks, I mean, there's still people just fucking in the trenches with, with the shock jocks.
0: You know, there's one thing I remember from uh, maybe it was from the second series. Like it was one of them. Uh, I can't remember which one. Maybe it was man cow, uh, but like somebody just like had no one had really bothered to put up that much archival footage or like audio. It was just much harder to find audio for them than anyone else. And it was just real. It seems to seem like kind of almost like a commentary on how little audience and legacy they had. Was it, <laughs> it was, cow? was
1: cow? Yeah. I bet it's man cow Cause I have a really tough time uh, uh, putting his, I used to have a really tough time putting his stuff together. Now he's just releasing it on YouTube. So, uh, uh, it's a lot easier this year, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, some of these guys have every second of every show they ever did up on YouTube for you to listen to at any time. And then some of these guys, just nobody even recorded it ever. Nobody thought to, you know, record it and archive it, which, (laughs) again it's like like you said it's like that's because they didn't care and
0: yeah so wait um you you mentioned like you're doing the sociology stuff in school uh i guess in your 30s like do you think you would have arrived at this if you had gone into this when you know when people normally go to school like they're 18 or 19 years old which i think From this point of view, my life seems like a weird time to ask people to make these kind of decisions.
1: Yeah, no, it would have been horrible because like I I did sign up for college, community college when I was 18 to and I just didn't follow through with going to school, but I signed up to do advertising, which is totally (laughs) not something
0: I'm into or care about or
1: can you, you know, even imagine like the
0: sliding doors alternate universe where you're in advertising?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm really glad I didn't do it until I was a little older, a lot older, and uh, I got to do something that I'm like actually interested in. Cause I, 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 you know, I love this stuff. I, I would have just thought I was making commercials to do advertising, I guess is what I was thinking. So, I just had no idea like what I was doing. And then, you know, even when I was in college, I got like nervous. Uh, So I went to community college first to do my general education courses. I went to Ohio state to finish up and get my bachelor's. And I was even nervous at, at first. So I majored in English when I first got there. Cause I was just like, what am I supposed to do? And then, you know, after the first semester, I was just like, I am like interested in sociology. That's like what I'm interested in. That's what I want to do. And that's what I'm going to do.
0: So going back into the music thing a bit, I was thinking about this before when you're talking about the heavy stuff. What was the first kind of like very soft stuff you got into?
1: Oh, man, I'm trying to think.
0: It sounds like you're you, you kind of like backing away from it a lot
1: probably okay. Computer, I would say like, I got super into okay. Computer in, in the 2000s. And like, uh, I was so into that album that I I've said this in, in passing in the past, but, uh, um, when I was little or, or not when I was little, when I was working at the cable company, I would sit in my van and listen to karma police and cry. Cause I was miserable and didn't Damn it, I always get that wrong It's no surprises I would sit in my car and listen to no surprises And I would fucking cry Because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do So I'd be <sighs> sitting in my cable van And I would listen to no surprises And I would just be You know, breaking down
2: uh-huh.
0: the the line like a job that slowly kills you just hitting you every single time
1: yeah it was always the no alarms and no surprises thing where it was like i just fucking get up every day i go to this place and then i i uh, uh go home go to bed get up and go to this place again it's just i guess like i i just that song really hit me hard but then you know uh a weezer i really liked uh after that like I, I i think around the time of the green album i had gotten into the blue album and pinkerton and checked those out um there's a bunch of uh, i i mean i i would say like yeah it was that kind of stuff uh in the in the 2000s when i mean i was still into heavier stuff like i said i think my favorite band was the mars volta and at the drive in i have like a an enormous I can't even uh, it's like a huge poster of the Francis the Mute album cover in my uh, basement that wouldn't even fit on the wall of my living room it's the stupid size of a thing but I loved Francis the Mute and uh, um, you know that kind of stuff too so so you've never like drifted
0: kind of like folk word or anything like that
1: Mm, not really i don't like that guy i always see that stuff as kind of corny you know i did you know what though in like 2011 i don't know how folk this is and it's probably one of my favorite albums now is reinventing axl rose uh by against me I, I, I wouldn't folk. consider that a folk band but <laughs> you wouldn't, no. wouldn't i guess me definitely like no. a punk well, band well, I mean, but that album sounds like folk music to me for some reason. I guess that's th- I think you're right I'll in the get. sense
0: that it's probably like connected. It, there's kind of an Irish drinking song vibe to a lot of that stuff. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, no, I don't think I ever did. I mean, you know, as close as I get to folk, I,
0: I or think just kind of like d- like a, like a like a light rock vibe.
1: I not really. No, I hide from that stuff. Like I like honky tonk honky-tonk country like i like hank williams jr more than i like like johnny cash or hank williams like i like that kind of sound when it comes, that's probably as close as i get to folk it's almost like if something has an element of folk in it i'm like i don't like that i that's not for me and i just move on i never liked like bob dylan or anything like this people's random acoustic
0: song yeah, well, I mean, GNR Lies. Is that folk? <laughs> I, mean, like, I get, and Patience is pretty, that, I mean, that's a good song. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would yeah, consider yeah. Patience kind of like a folk rock song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, the, the folk thing.
0: But you, you just don't, don't get know. that I soft. I, I, I think that's kind of what I was getting at. It's like you, you, you're you not getting that soft.
1: Yeah, there, it's a weirder thing because, like I said, I like a lot of soft country songs. I just don't like like eh, many times like that kind of thing. Like I just that's not it is not for me. There's a few. Kinds and you're not like throwing on like Bell and Sebastian.
0: I've never heard it. I, I don't think I would ever give that a chance. Uh, uh, I would actually be really curious what you would think of like they're like they're kind of like super iconic record is if you're feeling sinister and I feel like that's as far away from anything you're describing, but it's still conceivable that you would be like, Oh yeah, they're doing it. This is good. I might like it. I got into the Smiths recently because my daughter's in not a huge jump between those two. They're definitely kind of like a similar lineage, but the, but bell and Sebastian has, it's more acoustic guitar and it's more like, "Oh, now they're playing a trumpet, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah. My daughter is really into like the Smiths and, Stuff like that. Was it was so, she into My Bloody Valentine? I think that came up on your show. Yep, she got into My Bloody Valentine. She she uh uh she's just into that kind of like sad people stuff, and it's made me go back and give it a shot.
0: Now I like that she has to, the taste of of kind of like a cool girl in like 1989.
1: Yeah, but she well, she also likes like Tyler the creator. Yeah. But I feel like and, Tyler uh, would have s-
0: gone over well then too.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of who. Does she that's. like The Cure? SZA. Yeah, she does listen to The Cure. But really loves Siza. She did a piece of art based on
0: SZA. Oh, wow. So What kind of art was it?
1: It was just a picture that she drew of her as an artist. Uh, uh, who else did? Because we went to Austin City Limits so she could see Billie Eilish, Lil Uzi Vert, and Tame Impala. She really likes Tame Impala. What do you think of Tame Impala? Uh, I didn't even see him cuz they were on against Guns N' Roses. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: me and my wife. And that, and that that's were, like we're real Guns N' Roses, Roses and right? With slashes in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was me and my wife were watching Guns N' Roses while my daughter and Brett
0: were watching. I only ever saw Guns N' Roses Apology when Never. like slash was not back yet. It was just like random guys with Axl Rose. Oh, my wife loves Guns N' Roses so
1: much that when she was a really little kid, maybe fifth grade, she called her, she told her friends at school, her name was Katie Guns N' Roses. (laughs) So like, I felt like we needed to see them. And then also my wife likes Lizzo a lot. And my daughter likes 21 Savage and Billie Eilish and Lil Uzi Vert. And they were all playing at ACL. So we just went to
0: ACL and and saw all of them at the same time I mean that's a cool family outing did you get to see Billie Eilish I
1: did I did I was impressed I I really enjoyed it I mean I've been taking my daughter to concerts since she was like I think fucking seven or eight I took her to see old crow medicine show when she was really little Uh, uh I took her to see neutral milk hotel when she was 10 because uh, she was a huge fan, and they were touring, and well, uh,
2: that's pretty folky. Uh, I,
0: yeah, well, I love that. I, I love "In the Airplane Over the Sea." So okay, much. now, now so I actually think you much. really should go for that Bell and Sebastian record. It's not that far <laughs> from that either.
1: I mean, I discovered that right before they re reformed and did that little tour, and uh, uh, yeah, so I'm. It was a family outing to go see Neutral Milk Hotel. I think in 2011 when they did that tour. And uh, we we all really loved it. That my daughter would have been seven or eight when we, she went to that. So yeah,
0: Damn, yeah. So I she gets to he... brag for the rest of her life that like the first show she went to was Neutral Milk Hotel.
1: No, it was old. Oh, Pro, okay, Madison but that's show. The, even that's pretty
0: cool. Like most people don't get then, a really cool one. Yeah, then Neutral
1: Milk Hotel. What was the and first then, for you? Uh, uh, what was my first concert? Corn. Yeah. Uh, it was. Fear Factory, Flotsam and Jetsam, Corn, and Megadeth. And I left before Megadeth. Where was that? That was at the Newport Music Hall in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, damn. Longest running nightclub. And they say in the country, but probably just in Ohio. I'm just going to go with that. Okay. So so it Uh, sounds like
0: we have similar things where it's like, it was like, we're were you like 15, 16? Yeah, it would have been
1: fifteen. Yeah, I I uh, I saw him in ninety five. It blew my mind. I fucking it
0: blew my mind. Yeah. so much. My first was so said, then. It was Sonic Youth though. The first two shows I went to were both Sonic Youth shows.
1: Oh, I saw Sonic Youth with uh, who did I see him with? Fuck. Oh, the Flaming Lips. Oh, oh wow. For the Flaming Lips, I didn't understand Sonic Youth at all. I had no idea what.
0: What, was what going did on. you not get about
1: Sonic Youth? <clears throat> It just sounds like a lot of noise to me. It didn't sound like I, this makes me sound so old, but it sounded like they were trying to be annoying, I guess. But this would w- what year would this be? Oh god, it, five or six years ago, maybe. I don't so know. They're before. not even like it that
0: aggressive when... at that point. Yeah, it sounded like it though. It just sounded so, was it like this kind of like the noise. alternate tunings, and then like doing like. Yeah, interesting. Because uh, I mean, uh, to me, like, I'm, because I've been a Sonic Youth fan since I was like twelve or something. Like, it's only ever sounded like rock music to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, people have told me that there is some songs that are closer
1: to like a traditional song that I, sh- I guess, I should check out. Uh, uh, I haven't. I, I guess I-, I, I haven't given them a real chance. It's just that I have such a big blind spot blind spot. I have a big blind spot in that area. Just kind of I like guess. a more indie rock zone. Yeah, yeah. In that whole little space, I like have I mean, I don't know. I just it again with me it's like hooks and stuff like that are the most important things. And I was always under the understanding that Sonic Youth didn't do that kind of stuff. Oh they so absolutely I, I do though. That's the,
0: that's the thing like Sonic Youth is like a pretty conventional band that's kind of dressed up in, you know, like weird sounds, but they're ultimately just kind of like a rock band.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't even know that. I'll have to check them out. I
0: i will definitely have to I check them out. I think DJ Nation actually, is the one to go to. That's, you know, it okay. kind of covers all the bases, that one.
1: I mean, right now, I'm really, really into prayers, is who I've gotten myself into right now. And, you know, it wouldn't be an appearance on a podcast. Uh, uh, about music, if I didn't mention uh, Typo Negative, who I discovered in early in 2020 during the pandemic, and love
0: them more than anything. <laughs> oh man, I, I associate. Do, do you do you know Sean T. Collins? Yes, like yeah. because Sean is a hardcore Typo fan, so I always associate Typo Negative with him. I've seen like Sean do Typo Negative songs at karaoke. Ah. Oh. They're the best, man. And that's the oh. that guy is so interesting. There's never been a dude like that before or since. No, absolutely not. I have a uh, I have a
1: blanket in my office right now that is his picture from Playgirl on <laughs> it. it. Is a a blanket that Tony from Minion Death Cult sent me, and I love it. So damn much. And it's just this huge hog on this <laughs> blanket. I also got <laughs> way into Danzig last year. Uh uh, which I think that Danzig and typo took me to a place where I could get into prayers because it's like a dark gothic thing. And I don't like know I prayers. think, like you don't know prayers? I don't know. I don't think so. It's like, oh man, it's so hard to fucking explain. It's like like kind of like the cure but it's 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 Outing right now this is, a, this is a new band oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they they uh they their album SD Killwave from uh let me see when it came out 2013 uh i don't know it it's it's like kind of a gothic kind of music uh uh with these two guys one of them says he's in a gang and uh kind of sings about being sad in a gang and uh i really really like them a lot where are they from and i think california southern california and i and i think like the reason i got into them was because you know i went through that typo negative thing and i i went through that danzig thing where like that's all i listened to for the whole beginning of the pandemic and like i things have to click in my head for me to like them like i have to realize something to be into something. So, so what that so this sense.
0: going to typo negative like what was the realization there?
1: That he wasn't being serious. That he was fucking around. Like I yeah, don't like think like I, him
0: and uh, and Danzig they're both pretty camp.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that like I heard typo negative when I was in high school and like I was like this is stupid, man. What's this guy doing? Like is this a joke? I don't you don't joke around in music. And then I like heard I listened to October Rust and I was just like, fuck, he is joking. His tongue is in cheek. He's goofy. He's a goofy guy. And, and, and what he's doing is goofy and it's funny and, uh, uh, but it's good. And, and I didn't understand that you could, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there had to be a lot of things built on top of each other for me to get to a point where I could listen to a rock band that's goofy and funny, I guess. I just didn't, I liked my music serious, <laughs> I
0: guess <laughs> not that like Limp Biscuit serious or that well, I was, I was going to say Weez like you're, you're, you're talking about yeah. liking Weezer and Weezer is a really goofy band,
1: but they're also sad. True, Like they sing about feelings and stuff like that. I And I think that's something I respond heavily to in that like I, the reason I liked corn when I was growing up is because it felt like they were exploring the type of feelings that I had and uh uh you know because they're a pretty heavy band like content wise too they they you know what's well, like most of like uh like trauma yes yeah and uh hear, hearing a guy cry on an album it was like you know at that time i think in my mind i was like an album is a sacred place now there's a difference between that and like icp where i'm like icp are guys that are just having fun Doing what they want to do They're just goofing around And that's also good and fun and cool Right But like At the time in my life Like I just was not There was just a time in my life Where I treated it a CD Like a sacred place Where you weren't allowed to fuck around You could do comedy or you could do music And there wasn't anything in the middle And I'm not like a weird owl guy Uh Uh (laughs) I just don't like Weird Al.
0: People are so intense about Weird Al and I never really understand it. Like I don't disrespect neg- Weird Al, but
1: I mean, he's what he does is what he does and I'm glad that he makes people happy, but it's not for me. And like I don't know. Like that's what brought me to to Typo Negative was like, wow, these songs are very funny. Like I just it's adjusting your expectations. I guess in a way for every different album that you listen to. So Danzig's albums are funny and I don't think he's particular. I, I don't know if he's trying to be serious or whatever, but it doesn't even matter if he's trying to be serious. It's kind of funnier if,
0: if you, if you buy into him being
1: serious. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I mean, a typo as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Typo is is very obvious that he's joking around. As you listen to the music, you can hear him sort of smiling as he does it. But if Danzig is serious, that's great. I love it. I love that he's serious. (laughs) I love that he sings about wolves that have sex, and he's serious. There's not enough songs about that. No, no. Yeah, Danzig 2 is just wow what a top level album oh Danzig to lucifuge is, what's uh, on that uh, one
0: because i think that the first one has mother right this is after that
1: yeah yeah this is after it's got blood and tears on it it's got uh uh blood and tears is like just a true banging ass song i gotta i killer wolf oh i know that uh one. uh i'm trying to think here uh I'm looking it up now because uh, it's got Long Way Back From Hell, Snakes of Christ, Tired of Being Alive, Her Black Wings. Every song on there is just great. I, I can't. There's no bad one. I would end up just naming Devil's Play Thing is a really good song. Uh, God, he was good. He's good. Danza. I even like that Danzig Elvis
0: album, and I like Elvis. So have you had a chance <laughs> to see him yet? Danzig. Oh, the, no. you, you just recently got into this, right?
1: Yeah, I got into Danzig in during the pandemic. But I, I will. Oh no, I've seen Danzig. I don't know why I said that. I, uh, uh, they did Danzig and Doyle did a tour together, and I've always liked The Misfits, so I went to that. So I have seen Danzig. I wasn't familiar with a lot of his music. I was only familiar with The Misfits songs. But yeah, I, 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 I went to see him live. So that I could see the Misfits songs. And the only song I knew that he played was mother
0: and a uh, dirty black summer. So, right. Well, I think that just, just before the pandemic, there was that misfits tour and they played Madison square garden. Where I think rancid. I did not go to that show, but that's, I like, I like the idea of the misfits playing Madison square garden. I love the misfits. Now that, I mean, nothing
1: after Danzig, but the Danzig era misfits is, I gotta say the best it's, that's, that's perfect music. That is actually perfect music to me. Those, those songs, skulls and, uh, 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 the highly problematic, uh, uh, Oh, I got something to say. Hey, I, I don't know why I can't remember the name <laughs> of that song, but you know, it's very problematic, but it's like one of my favorite songs ever. And I listened to it a million times at the beginning of the pandemic.
0: What, what were you looking for in music for, during that phase? Were you looking for this kind of escapism? Because it sounds like in some yeah, way. You dark
1: were. and goofy, yeah. I think. It was just like kind of dark, kind of goofy, kind of gothic. I don't know how that happened. It just did. And it's not it, it's not like me. I'm not like a dark gothic guy. Uh not at yet. all. I, I guess I'm turning into one, especially listen to prayers. Like that's another you know strike against me i'm turning into a goth
0: dude. i think the beauty of goth though is that it's something you can age into there's a lot of subcultures you can't age into
1: no that's that's for sure uh yeah yeah i mean like i get into stuff like the stuff i get into now is either through brett my partner who i mean you should talk to him sometime that dude that dude's got some taste man he can he the guy likes everything. And he,
0: and he goes deep on metal, like super deep.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, like, he just started listening to metal at the beginning of the pandemic. He never listened Wait, to metal. S-
0: I did not I pick up on God. that. I just assumed that Brett was just kind of like a metal for life dude. No,
1: he didn't like metal at all, except for the 2000 stuff, the uh, uh metal core. He was really into metal core when it was popular. But uh, he didn't listen to any metal. And I can tell you exactly when it happened. Uh, we were doing this bar night in Columbus to watch wrestling, AEW Dynamite, every week. And one night, me and him, were hang- we were hanging out at the bar. And I mean, it's to say we were riffing makes it sound like like we were on or something like that. But me and him were just joking around about Metallica. The cover songs, and then a lot of times, what happens with me and Brett is when we're alone together, or when we're together and we're not working, I will just start like singing a song, and then he'll laugh, and then we'll just sit and talk about the song. So that night, I kept going, "I da like, <laughs> like, and like I started doing that 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 Metallica cover. And then as he was driving home, he listened to that song over and over again. And we went and we did the show. And then the next day I got over and he's like, I've been listening to Metallica all night. And then the next day and then the next day. And then it just turned into like, he got way into Metallica. He listened to all their stuff for weeks and then he got way into death. And I uh, got way into death metal. So, yeah,
0: this all just happened within a year. Oh my God. Like, That's, I, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> he fooled me. I listen to the show like all the time. I just never realized that that was not, I, I think because he also just looks like a metal dude. He's a punk guy through yeah. and
1: through. Like, he is like minor threat and metal core and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, he's got real super hip taste. That's how I get into stuff now. <laughs> <Between> Brett and <laughs> like, your daughter. Yeah, Brett and my daughter turned me on to new things. Brett got me into prayers. My daughter got me into the Smiths. Uh, so yeah, I I just I kind of I I bounce back and forth between those two and and check out what they're listening to. I mean, my daughter gets ideas from me too. It's very weird. Like uh, uh, we have a weird relationship that most teens don't have with their parents.
0: Yeah, I had like. <sighs> I mean, I come from a family where, like, I'm really the only person who's into music at all. Oh, I yeah, would, yeah. I'm just, like, completely on my own. I mean, she
1: hates metal a lot. Like, that is one thing that, like, we do not jive with. She doesn't like any heavy metal, but she does like... uh uh she she does, like, a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. and, she, and She's
0: like, blessed to have not grown shit. up the way I did, which is, like, purely just, like, all your music is just, like, light FM in the back of a car.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, I would listening. say, like, now I
0: don't resent or anything, but that's definitely, like, my introduction.
1: <laughs> Mine was, my, I mean, you know, she probably grew up listening to a lot of, I mean, it was country music and... Uh, uh, there was a lot of country music going on when she was little, the cars and, uh, then, you know, neutral milk hotel and stuff like that. Did you think
0: a lot about, uh, how she was picking up on music? Were you trying to like expose her to things or was this kind of like whatever it happened to be on was on? I, as
1: a parent, (laughs) uh, you do think that you can turn them onto stuff, but I learned pretty quickly that like, they're just gonna like what she's just gonna like what she likes you know there's nothing you can you can't you're not gonna steer her life now i think there's a lot of music that she like uh uh uh, thunder road um or those songs from born to run or those cars songs or the neutral milk hotel album or Old Crow Medicine Show, Ty Siegel, Beach Day, Black Lips. Like, she ties those back to her childhood, for sure. And, like, has nostalgia for them and listens to them regularly. Uh, But, uh, you know, I don't have... You don't have any control over what they're going to like or what they're going to be into. And I think it's a fool's errand to decide, like, I'm going to make sure my kid's into good music because it just... they're they're gonna pick it it's you have no control over right
0: that. and they, they'll pick something you'll like but it'll almost be like a surprise to you like i definitely know people uh, a lot of especially like younger women who are like they they picked up on a lot of their father's tastes but like just almost arbitrarily like which ones like a lot of times it's bruce springsteen or like steely dan things like that
1: yeah for her yeah for her it's definitely like she loved Arabia mountain by the black lips played a lot in this house when she was little. And, uh, you know, I unapologetically love that album
0: so much. If only that one guy in the black lips realized what an impact he had on your daughter. And me, I, I mean, <laughs> but the, the next crazy. generation.
1: <laughs> yeah. And King Khan and, and barbecue and King Khan and the shrines get the fuck out Were of you here ever like stuff Deerhunter? So
0: i have never heard deer hunter because deer hunter is like kind of like uh, i mean they're kind of connected to uh
1: yeah I, but i think they're very different though like right different it's it's, it's a much more movie.
0: dreamy thing
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's kind of like, i mean i mean the way i would put deer hunter is it's kind of like imagine a garage rock band that had a lot of like my bloody valentine dna in it
1: yeah yeah, I mean, I was v- very much into that King Kong and Barbecue Show album and the one with uh, I'll Be Loving You. Uh, also, The Almighty Defenders, which is King Kong and Barbecue and the Black Lips together as a like unit doing gospel songs. And uh, they did a song called Cone of Light that in my house is like, like revered in the same way that like uh uh, you know people like the what's the word people like the national anthem and shit yeah cone (laughs) of lights (laughs) In this house, "Cone of Light" is so revered that, and "I'll Be Loving You" by King Cotton Barbecue are like just two—I think—two of the best songs ever written. Just "Cone of Light" is great; it's so perfect. Uh, uh, I, I I love it so much. I I always wish that the garage rock revival would just keep reviving and happening
0: for the rest of my life. <laughs> I feel like, in a way, it kind of always does. There's always new bands
1: yeah 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 i mean i i i remember not having the vocabulary or understanding to know what i was into when i was 18 19 years old and i was like way into the oldies station and like i me and my friends would just sit and listen to like those old songs the 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 again i brought up question mark and mysterians earlier i loved 96 tears and like just all the doo-wop stuff and stuff like that. And, and like, you know, we kind of framed it like we were listening to this stuff ironically, but really like, I really loved that stuff. And that's what garage rock meant to me when it came back around. And it was like, I am, first of all, cool people like this, which is good. (laughs) And uh, I'm at a point where, you know, I can give myself over to this experience and enjoy this without feeling like my friends are going to make fun of me for it.
0: Cause that seemed like a, like a lot of like, that governed a lot of things early on. This is the social uh, pressure of not being lame. Oh God. I, you know,
1: I, I said this recently, I might've said it on, I, I might've done a guest spot somewhere, but like when I was putting my stats together, when I was going into like middle school, I maxed out cool as the one attribute that I wanted to have. I didn't want to be smart. I didn't want to be anything except for a cool guy. And everything I did was an attempt to be cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And, and the cool is funny because, like, I think cool is one of those things that's always the same, but is also like interpreted differently. In different eras completely
1: oh for sure and like in groveport ohio being cool is much different than being cool and like you know brooklyn or something like that right like being I'm, cool I'm from the Port suburbs ohio. of
0: new york city and i think like i just think like the just us being the same age there's still like this like large difference in context Um, yeah because i mean also like i mean i grew up in the hudson valley which there's a lot of like there's a lot of hippie dna there in the culture so there i knew a lot of like people who are like really into jam bands when i was a teenager things like that like real stoner stuff
1: yeah yeah and 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 in groveport where i grew up it was like you liked country music like hank williams jr and stuff like that or you liked metal and icp and stuff and there wasn't I didn't have access to any alt rock.
0: Like nobody ever. That's, that's kind of amazing to me because it's like it's it just felt like that was just like everywhere. Did you nobody, watch a lot of MTV? I did, but it wasn't on
1: like I didn't watch it. I watched MTV all day, but I watched the TV shows number one and I watched TRL. Oh, okay. So that's like later on. Minutes.
0: I, I'm thinking of like yeah. MTV kind of like more in the early to mid 90s. It's probably where i had. Right. Like I did. I did.
1: I hated 120 minutes. I watched Yo MTV (laughs) rap.
0: I was, yeah, I I was definitely 120 minutes guy. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And headbangers ball. I, I, I would watch that, but I did not watch 120 minutes or any of the alt rock shows. And as soon as an alt rock video came on, I turned the channel. So like I don't need this crap. So it's fucking it was live, get out of here. Bush. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I wasn't uh uh exposed to any of that stuff at all. Nobody in my school that I can think of, even like the artsy kids were into like metal when they were into like corn and stuff like that. I, you, I didn't wait, know. What a did you lot think of, of the
0: smashing pumpkins?
1: I've always liked the smashing pumpkins. Like I was from a the huge beginning. pumpkins
0: guy. Still then, yeah, yeah. but yeah, especially then.
1: Yeah, I loved I I I loved the Smashing Pumpkins from the very first time I heard them. I still do. I love the Smashing.
0: Yeah, cuz that feels like a, a pretty natural bridge from between the alt rock and the metal.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They they were great. I I I bought Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness at midnight the night it came out. So, yeah, I did like them. I didn't even think about how much I liked them.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and that's also a band that has like a pretty wide range of songs. Yes, yes, for sure. For Some sure. of my I, favorite I, heavy stuff ever is the heavy stuff on Melancholy, like songs like X Y U and an Ode to No One and Zero.
1: Yeah, yeah, Zero is
0: so good. <sighs> I so love good. Zero. That is a perfect song. So I think we should wrap up now. But I, I think they're asking a question sort of abstractly, like. What what would you want if you if there was like a a band that you could somehow just kind of create that would just kind of fulfill a need for you? Like, what would you want to hear? Like, what kind of combination of things?
1: Just like doo-wop and punk, basically. That's the perfect music to me. That's what I love. Yeah, that's all I care about. I I see that the Ramones is kind of like that a little bit. Uh, uh, but I like doo and I like punk and I would like somebody to just mash them both together so I could <laughs> only listen to that forever.
0: <laughs> I hope someone hears this and they're like, oh, fuck, that's that's me. I've got to be the one making the doo punk. If you're in a doo punk
1: band, send me your stuff and I will listen to it because I would be very excited to hear that. I think doo has those like really great hooks and stuff
0: in it and punk. Rules, so <laughs> I you know this is, this is I don't know maybe unfortunate. But the first thing I think of when I think of duop is I think of Billy Joel's kind of duop song, uh, the, for the longest time. Oh, I was <laughs> so I'm talking- imagining a really heavy version of "For the Longest Time."
1: <laughs> I might even be wrong about duop, but I'm thinking of like Dion and stuff like that. You know? Okay, like that kind of jams. I I was, I I'm really into Dion DeMucci. I have that on vinyl too. And I listen to it because I'm crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Teenager in love. Do a punk version of teenager in love. And, and you'll have me for the rest of your life. I think that is really the big lesson and make it under two and make it two and a half minutes. Yeah. I make your whole album 27 minutes and you've done the perfect thing.
0: Oh, fits perfectly on a record. Yeah. Yep. Brian, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. How can people find Street Fight and everything
1: else? Streetfightradio.com. Anywhere podcasts are, you can find Street Fight. Uh, if you want, it, look, September 30th, the Opie and Anthony episode of Shocktober 3 is going to come out. I don't know what kind of configuration the hosting duties are going to be. I don't know anything yet. I know it will be about Opie and Anthony and you should get on the Patreon and now leaves you enough time to go back and listen to season one, season two, all of the extras. And then O'Brien.
0: they can throw some heat O'Brien in there.
1: Well, well, yes, you can listen to (laughs) heat O'Brien unleashed, but that is a very embarrassing series for me but it is very vulnerable
0: in those episodes
1: some some of my some of the listeners favorite things i've ever done was heat o'brien Unleashed, where we watched real sex and uh uh, i talked about my sex life on the show which is not something i normally do uh but uh uh yeah yeah i mean you know get in there i love these mini series i
0: I strongly recommend them and they're all paywalled so but it's like five dollars a month it's worth it gotta do it
1: yeah. Yeah. F- five bucks a month. And you will get, I mean, we put all of our effort and we put not all of it. Obviously we put a lot of effort into the free shows, but we put a lot of effort into our Patreon. I, we don't want to be a show who, where the Patreon is us goofing off. We, we want to make show shows and it's, it's where I do stuff. That's not as political, I guess is on that fee, but there's still some politics in it. Uh, it's and, a, uh, you know,
0: it's a baked in.
1: Yeah, it's kind of baked into the whole street fight thing. But uh, I I really think uh, uh, if you give it a shot, I mean, if you're a music person, there is a heavy metal series. There is a series about kid rock and there is a series about um, butt rock music. Oh, that one
0: was great. (laughs) That (laughs) one was great.
1: (laughs) It was very fun. That one was really fun. So you can listen to me talk about butt rock. And, uh, trust
0: me, there is some funny stuff in that world too. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. There's, there's some really funny, I think especially towards you when you get closer to the present, some of that music is just cause, Oh God, I'm trying to remember. There's one band that had this, that, that one aggressively bad song, the most aggressively like sexist song it wasn't the one that she, one that she hates me it was like do, do you know what i'm talking about do you know, Puddle like, of know what mud
1: or i don't
0: remember i i yeah I, it, like, it was, uh, it was uh, but it was like it was from like the 2010s i think it was like a fairly recent thing yes i believe it there yeah. i mean there's so
1: much crap on those six episodes <laughs> uh i i recommend it because it is I listened to a lot of crappy music, a lot of crappy interviews with dumb guys, and uh I think it came out pretty good.
0: Um wait, who else is coming up on the uh this season of October? I think you said you were having a Howard Stern episode. It'll be Opie and Anthony, uh
1: Bubble the Love Sponge, Howard Stern, Man Cow, Ron and Fez. All right, uh uh yes, R.I.P. Fez. And I, I'm trying
0: to think Are we I, the I were, were, were you? Oh, the, the yeah. Greaseman? I'm
1: gonna try to do the Grease Man. I have to find Grease Man content. Grease man. Yes.
0: absolutely. It's Grease Man. I have direct uh experience with because the Grease Man, I can't remember what station it was. I think uh it was is one of the New York City stations they started uh syndicating him around the time I was maybe 12, 13. And I was having a kind of a morbid fascination with him. It was just like a... Cause he's really not good. <laughs> but no. He also has that kind of like really affected voice where it's like, Hey, he's a grease man. It's like, you know, it's like really over the top.
1: Yes. Yes. I've listened to a few things, but yeah, I forgot I was doing a grease man. I'm very excited. He's been fired a few times for being racist.
0: Oh God. I think <laughs> so. the, 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 the one phrase I really have connected with the grease man in my mind is he would, he would, he would keep saying bearded clam.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I'm excited now. Uh, uh, I know that he, he said bone dry. I, I know that because I remember I've heard most of the grease man content I've heard is from other shock jocks making fun of him.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: He, he, is he a Florida guy? He seems like he must be a Florida guy. I'm not sure. I think he's a D.C. guy. He really? Was wow. He, he was in D.C. I don't know where he was, but. Uh, I don't know where he was born, but I think he, he, his show was in DC. Wow.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that one. It's, it's been a very long time since I've heard the grease man, but it's, it left a mark on my psyche. It should be fun. (laughs) Well, again, thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate doing this. You're welcome. Thank you for having
2: me.